following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 32 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. And this is Stank. Stank, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful day today. We're recording Sunday, and it's like... Uh, it's shiny. The sky is blue. It's yeah. not cold. Yeah, I mentioned to you, I'm like... I drove over here. I was like, oh, I should be there in about an hour. Probably took me like an hour and a half. Ugh. It was... The, G, the GPS was like 57 minutes. I was like, all right, no, that's fine. And then at one point, it's just like an hour 34, and I was like, oh. Well, that's because everyone wants to go out in this weather. No one's uh, being hermits anymore, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, with with all this uh, coronavirus stuff going around, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, great, now I have to be a recluse. And I'm like, well, it's not a problem for me because yeah. I really only ever go to work and come out here to record. Yeah, and as long as you're washing your hands and not handling your own fecal matter, everyone's yeah. safe around you. Well, I like to play with my fecal matter, so we're, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but as always, the show is brought to us by our lovely sponsors. We got Freelance Wrestling, who, Dave... They had another sellout. They are on quite a run lately. Yeah, unfortunately, due to work for the both of us, we weren't able to make it to this one. I, yeah. I showed up. I showed up like after, as as soon as I got done with work. Which also Frank, uh, he forgot that I was down in the warehouse, so he he set the alarm. And like, had I not noticed that when I went to go turn the lights on, the little thing was flashing that the alarm was set going off. Cops would have showed up and could have been pandemonium. Well, it's happened once where the cops showed up and they were like. Oh, yeah, like, do you work here? And I was like, yes. Yeah, you're like, look at every article of clothing I wear. Of course I work here. Well, so I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it last week for the C2E2 episode, but uh, Frank and I, we went to go pick up our badges prior to the show, and I go up to the desk, and I'm like, oh, I'm picking up for uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. The lady looks at the thing. She's like, well, uh, there's no name here for, like, the person who's supposed to be picking them up. She goes, and aside from the beanie and the sweater that you're wearing, do you have any other proof that you work there? And I was like, um, and immediately just roll up my sleeve and show the pro wrestling tease tattoo. And she goes, okay, that's fine. I was like, do you need an ID? She goes, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, you know, we were both stuck at work, so we weren't able to go to freelance, but probably wouldn't have let us in anyway. They were sold out. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, so whenever we go, we try and get there maybe like an hour early yeah, just to get a lay of the land. And, and sometimes we're talking to people and trying to set up interviews. Um, like, yeah, I was out and I got done doing stuff maybe around like 830. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get in that packed building. Because, like, once the doors hit, it's, it's just a, a line. And then everyone's buying all the pre-orders. And it really is, you know, they always say, oh, they were hanging from the rafters. That's what it feels like oh, yeah, when you definitely. go in the Logan Square Auditorium. So, Yeah, I, like, again, I, I showed up, um, like, the show had just finished. All the all the people were outside getting some boogie dogs. Shout out boogie dogs. Dave made a, Dave, who, who yeah. runs boogie dogs, he made this, like, pie out of pudding and an Oreo, uh, mint Oreo McFlurry. Yeah, the shamrock pie. Oh, It was so good. He's knocking it out of the park lately too. Oh yeah, like and he's definitely someone that we'll have on eventually because he used to, to work over there with us. Yeah. But yeah, like all the wrestlers are out there just getting the hot dogs and dudes making a killing. Yep. I, I I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Uh, so after last week getting sick, I um 
I had a wisdom tooth growing in. So not only did I have food poisoning, I had the stomach bug, but then a fucking wisdom tooth is growing in. Back-to-back ailments. Back-to-back. You know, my body was really just knocking it out of the park. Um, and typically when, like, your wisdom tooth is growing in, uh, you tend to get sick. Yep. And so that's what I'm currently fighting right now. But I'm like Captain America, all right? I can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but aside from freelance wrestling, uh, we have another sponsor. If, uh, if you follow m3 toys they posted a picture of my funko pop collection <laughs> last night michael i showed him the picture and he's like you gotta send me that because i mean most are from m3 toys yeah and yeah that's my current collection if you head over to m3 toys i uh, use the promo code pwtcast you get 10 percent off anything in stock any pre-orders and uh your collection may soon look like mine yeah speaking of m3 toys uh he also reposted Finally, I got my 18-inch Batman Funko Pop. Oh, that thing was that hefty, thing, boy. It's heavy. Like, you could work out with it. It's like 20 pounds, but uh, I don't know where to put it. It's the biggest piece of memorabilia I have, and I don't have any shelf space, so it's currently sitting in a crate next to my desk. But uh, That's my problem with uh, my bigger, my 10-inch Funko Pops, because mm-hmm. I've, I've decided, you know, when we move into the new space, uh, I'm going to go through my Funko Pops and just keep the one keep the more memorable ones try to get rid of some of the other ones um but i have a lot of those 10 inch ones and i don't know what to do with those because they're big yeah i've only got a few of those myself no i have i i went pretty hard with those and i regret it yeah i think i got i got thanos on the throne which uh front of the show paul gave me paul jameson and uh i have Two Jordans and a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And even then, I'm like, I don't know where I'm putting these. It's like a mad scramble. See, I have a lot of those Funko rides as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... The, like the big double boxes? I don't yeah. get those. I got a giant Doby from Harry Potter. I think it's huge. Again, there's a lot of Funko Pops. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to figure it out pretty soon because it's almost moving time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, speaking of moving time, they've, they've painted our uh, little situation there. We're still trying to figure out the lay of the land, but like we're closer than ever now. Yeah, like Dave and I, which I feel bad because like I know we we promised. So a while back, we ran like a little promo thing where we're like, if you purchase every single one of our T-shirts, we'll have you on the show. And the first person to claim it and do that was uh, Jesse, friend of the show, Jesse. And like I've just been tired. Like I told him like, hey, as soon as things done, we'll have you down here. We'll you know we'll have you on the show. But they've just been. They've been dragging their feet a little bit. I mean, it is a big building. It is, yeah. And they've been working on like the freelance, which looks great. Academy, oh, looks fucking great. If you don't follow uh, Matt Nakes or Freelance Wrestling, uh, do yourself a favor, go check that out because they post the pictures of it, and it looks so much cooler, so much nicer than the last one. Yeah, and like they upgraded the the ring a little bit. They got a new black mat, so Mm -hmm. it looks it looks so dope in that room. And they also, uh, I've been working on Michael's area. Like I went there yesterday, and I was just like whoa this is so much bigger now yeah and it's not even that it's so much bigger so it's now it's clean because they had to work around like the construction people but upstairs um they've been working on that area and yeah so sooner and like i mean today uh you and i were gonna go to ikea and yeah we're going on a little field trip yeah a little field trip find ourselves uh a podcast table yeah we've been we've been talking about this for a while and like we we did get a desk i think we mentioned it before and it ended up being a pos yeah i had didn't to work out it, it was impossible to get up the stairs and i took it apart and once you took it apart that's that it, yeah that was that like me and uh matt nicks tried to 
put it together or try to like lift it up and things literally just fell apart and i was like fantastic yeah, it, it's one of those things where you got to bring the kit up into the room build it there and either it stays or you're dismantling it and throwing it out you know which so. in this case i am definitely throwing all this out yeah but yeah so we're gonna go we're gonna take a look it's a really long room so we got a lot of space to work with i think i'm gonna get a couch in there yeah, that'd be nice. Well, we have a giant 80-inch television uh, that Ryan gave us. He, he gifted me another TV this week. I know. You're like the TV master. Which is good because so I've had this like old Vizio TV for, for probably since I was like 14. So I've had this thing for about 12 years now. And listen, Vizio, I am all in with that brand because yeah. this TV's lasted 12 years. But uh, every now and then, the pixels will just go out on the right side of the television. Yeah. So I'm happy I have this newer television so I can you know throw it in there throw it into your new apartment space which by the way is coming together yeah that's coming together as well it's everything everything's coming up millhouse yeah. speaking of everything coming up millhouse uh we'll get to our last sponsor who boy have they just been fucking knocking it out of the park uh the cryptic closet uh they've been fucking selling so many of those fanny devitos Vinny went viral Vinny went viral uh for those of you unfamiliar uh Vinny, former guest on the show front of the show uh he he sells these Fanny DeVito fanny packs. And Dave, why don't you explain what a Fanny DeVito is? So imagine, so everyone knows what a fanny pack is, obviously. And uh, for like a good, maybe couple decades, it was kind of a joke. Like, oh, you got a fanny pack. But now they're coming back with a vengeance. And Vinny, the master of all puns, said, hey, what if I made a Fanny DeVito? And it's it's a skin-colored <laughs> uh, fanny pack with like hair sewn on the sides of it and a very clear likeness of Danny DeVito on the front smiling and it's the most perfect thing ever. And like, we've known about it for a while. We've been pimping it. And, uh, finally some, some bigger bloggers got a hold of it and it kind of just like the last week it spread like wildfire. So, um, it's a good problem for him to have, but he's got a lot of orders he's got to deal with now. So like, I, I believe it's something like 500 plus that he's yeah. got. Which is, it's great for him. Again, like, I'm so happy that people are doing them. And you know what? Like, even though he put, like, oh, they're kind of on back suck right now. Like, he's working very, like, diligently to get get it out even sooner. So yeah, he, he's sourcing the materials. He's like, I need these now. And he's, you know, he's getting shipments in. So if you bought one, be patient. He's he's working as hard as he can. Yeah, Vinny. Like, literally, it's Vinny, uh, his mom, his stepdad, and his brother. Yeah. Like, they're the ones, you know. It is as uh, as much of, like, a homegrown business as yeah. possible. So, listen, if you want to go get yourself one, head over to CrypticCloset.com. And, like, there's so much other cool shit he has over there. But that Fanny DeVito, I, I need yeah, to get I mean, myself on. Also, get it while you can because he might get sick of making these things. So, yeah, like, get your order in. Like every time I go over to him, he tells me how much more he has sold, and I'm like, Phew. yeah. It's it's nice though to have that worry, not of like how am I going to pay the bills, how am I going to get so much product out? You know, that's like the best problem to have. So, mm-hmm. uh, but last but not least, uh, speaking of sponsors of the show, oh, did we give him our special code? Oh yeah, use promo code PWTCast and get a whole ass twenty percent off. Ass twenty percent off. That includes those Fanny Devitos we're talking about. So, uh, yeah, but like I mentioned, last but not least, uh, we received the wonderful gifts from our last sponsor, Hot Topic. We yep. mentioned uh, Joe and Taffy. Yeah. Um, they take care of us. They take care of us so so way. much. We love them so much. Uh, but yeah, I, I got a package from Joe and as uh, my two Full Metal Alchemist Funko Pops at King Bradley, both the regular and the Chase. Got 
God bless that Joe. I, I love him. Yep. And that was like, all right, I'm going to start collecting these again. Uh, but you also got some as well. Yeah, I came, I came to work on Tuesday, and there were two boxes sitting on my desk. And I was, it's, there were post-it notes that said stank. And I was like, and the box, like the description on the box said like Mean Gene Okerlund and Naomi. I was like, I don't collect. Who's, who gave me these? And I, I didn't even open them because I thought Michael was messing with me. And then Michael came in. I was like, what are these? He goes, I don't know. Open them. And I opened them. And, you know, if anyone knows me about, like, the Funkos I collect, currently it's all the Batman ones and all the Jokers. And so he had a Batman 80th anniversary uh, Grim Knight and a DC Bombshells Valentine's Day edition Joker with, like, smooches all over his face. I was like, oh, this is so rad. And then it dawned on me, who would send this? Joe. Yeah, I totally kayfabe you i was like I, I wasn't gonna mention it to you and then like i walked up to you and you're like did joe send me i was like oh yeah completely forgot yeah um but yeah again thank you thank you so much to joe and taffy yeah. they they take care of us but speaking of batman did you see the picture of the new batmobile yeah what do you think i actually don't man this has been a roller coaster of emotions for this movie i don't mind it um i know a lot of people are real skeptical mm-hmm. like I didn't like the suit at first. I'm okay with it now. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see Batman standing next to the car. I'm like, I dig it. It's pretty cool. This is all supposed to be like year one, year two Batman. Right. And some people said that they heard there was a, a more Lamborghini-like Batmobile that mm-hmm. was described. So maybe this is like the first one he gets. But all like I know one of my buddies on Instagram, like they posted a side-by-side picture of the the Batmobile that they showed. You know, if, if you haven't seen it, just Google it. Yeah. It's it's all over the place. That with like an older Batmobile that it yeah. looks almost similar, very yeah. much to like uh you know, speaking about the costume. Kevin Smith actually, friend of the show, former guest of the show. Yep. He did, uh, I believe it was with Neil Adams, um, like a more, more recent, like, 100 issue of Detective Comics or some sort of issue of Detective Comics. And he put that in there, that the, you know, the plating underneath the chest. Is the guns. Is the guns, yeah, that he melted down. Yep. And that's what they're doing. And, it like, it very much looks like uh, Matt Reeves, I believe, is the director. He's taken a lot of influence from, you know, the comics. and. Yeah. Like, hey, a lot of people are just giving it shit. Like, oh, no, what's going on? It's not going to be good. I'm just going to trust him. Yeah. Like. The more I see, like, all all my critiques were, like, knee-jerk mm-hmm. critiques. And I, I don't want to be that, uh, this doesn't, you know. I personally don't like the idea of Joe Chill's guns as the bat symbol. But a lot of people do. And I'm sure they're not going to talk about it every three seconds. So if I forget about it, I, who cares? But, yeah, like. Everything I've seen in real life that they've shown pictures of, I'm like, all right, that's cool. I can dig it. Yeah, so. it's also like nothing is concrete, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, and we'll actually get to a movie that you just saw, <laughs> but uh, Sonic. You yeah. know, they they released like the first trailer for that, and people were up in arms. And I've been hearing a lot of conspiracy theories about like that was on purpose. There's no way. <laughs> no way, you know. But it was like they they released that first Sonic and rightfully so people were like this looks fucking garbage yeah it was so weird redo it yeah and they redid it and sonic went on to make gross the more the most money of like any uh video game movie yeah and uh so yeah i i watched it finally and uh, you know i wasn't over the moon about it but it was it was good and i think it helped that people saw like the shitty version of it in the trailers and then so the bar was set really low but um no, I liked it. I thought John Ralphio was great mm-hmm. as a Sonic, perfect guy for the voice. And uh it's pretty wholesome, all said, you know. And then there's like if 
for your Sonic fan, there's a little teasers in there for we other can, things. Yeah, we we can talk about it. It's been yeah. out for a while now. They they you know, tails pops up at the end. Yeah, miles per hour and uh, looked adorable, perfect. Uh, they're like, we're not gonna make the same mistake this time, so they got no. him right the first time. And uh, you know, in the very beginning of the movie, uh, Sonic and the Owl, they're getting attacked by red echidnas, which are knuckles, and so yeah. That's kind of setting it up for. There's, I mean, there'll definitely be a sequel, and I'm excited. Like, I thought it was, yeah. you know, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. Um, another movie I finally saw this weekend was Midsummer. Oh, that was so good. That was one of those movies where I was just like, why didn't anyone tell me how good this was? Like, yeah, it was from Ari Aster, the same guy who did uh, Hereditary, and you can very much tell it was from the same guy who did Hereditary. He really knows how to tap into like a weird, like dark, icky place th- that makes you feel gross. <laughs> I don't oh, know. oh yeah, it's very just like very unsettling. Yeah, you're always on like your back foot, and you're just like, ugh. Yeah, like if you do yourself a favor, if you haven't seen Midsummer, go out of your way to watch it. Like Florence Pugh is, it's great. Like she's she's really good. Yeah. The one th- I, I'll tell you what, like the one thing that made me the most like uncomfortable, the most unsettling thing to me, uh, was her relationship. Because it's very much like yeah, like it was abusive, not abusive, not abusive. But like she's very much in this relationship that first off she shouldn't be in, like right. they shouldn't be together. But because of something that happens in the beginning, without spoiling it, yeah, like there's a codependence going. on. Yeah, she's kind of she's like very codependent, and you just like it's just like palpable how yeah, or it's or tangible how like you felt it deep in your center huh <laughs> yeah where it's just like oh my god like you yeah. two like there's this like other happy couple that are like all happy and in love this guy can't even remember her birthday mm-hmm. or like how you long know, they've he, been together he just seems annoyed that she's around and her like her friends too very clearly just like oh, she's and, and we've all had that friend who yeah. like brings their girlfriend around and we're just like mm. Mm. yeah okay but yeah no it was a really good fucking movie and there's like an extended edition that I, oh, the director's cut that unfortunately is only available through like Apple TV, which oh. I'm, like, what? I'm like, nobody has Apple TV. No. Nobody. It's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably one of you right now who's like, I have Apple TV. Good you're, for you. You're the one person that has Apple TV, unfortunately. Yeah. I think maybe like Scare Me is the only person I know <laughs> who has Apple TV. And But yeah, I mean, if you if you like Ari Aster and you liked Hereditary, this is good It's in a different way. Like Hereditary was very dark. This is like, it was like, it's not even horror. I don't know what you can even describe it as, but like, it was bright. It was flower. It was literally spring themed. And uh, they made it fucked up. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucked up. Uh, go watch it. it yeah, it's highly funny. recommended. Highly recommended. Um, but let's just, let's go ahead and get to this week's episode. We recorded this one with uh, with Matt Nix. It's a, it's a two-parter. It's yeah. our first two-parter. Uh, and I mentioned to Dave, when I was editing it, uh, there's like a bit up front where you'll understand why I left it. And it's just, it was funny. And I was like, fuck it, let's keep it, it in. very real moment. It was probably like the third time that we had to re-record that intro. And I was like, Nope, yep. I'm just leaving that in. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like we mentioned, this week, uh, this week's episode, you know, Matt Nix returns. He was our second guest, and yeah. we figured, hey, fuck it, let, let's have him back on. But it's a, again, it's a longer episode. It's a two-parter. Uh, the second part will be available later on in the week. Uh, so make sure you're following My Violet Tendencies, yep. his podcast, so you can hear the second part, because uh, 
once you hear what we start to get into at the end, you'll definitely want to definitely want to go and listen to to that second part. Yeah, and for those of you that are new, uh, Matt Nix is kind of like one of the catalysts for this show. Like, yep. you know, it was uh, Berto and him were talking about it, and you know, then it blossomed into this beautiful flower we are sniffing right now. You know, so. yeah, and like I, I, I give him all the credit all the time. Yeah. Like, without him. Dave and I probably wouldn't be sitting here recording, and it's yeah. it's one of the beauties of being friends with Matt Nix, who he's always the most encouraging. Like, yes, do that, you know. Yeah. Like, why why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Do it. It'll be fun, and if you fail, you fail. And I think we've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's literally one of my favorite people at the shop. So. Yeah, you know, he. It's funny. I I used to live with the guy, and it wasn't until afterwards that I was like, man, like. Matt Nix, he's one of my best friends. And, yeah. You know, I love him. Love him dearly. Uh, so let's uh, go ahead and get into this week's episode with Marvelous Matt Nix. All right. So we had this gentleman on about 30 episodes ago, and he's been he's been a day oneer. Yeah, he's supported us from the very beginning. Yeah, he's been very he's been a very marvelous person. He's yes. been very nice to us. He's he's one of my best friends. He's been helping us. He's an official he's one of the official sponsors of the show. He was the Absolutely. first one to come around. Uh Omaha Steaks didn't want to, but nope. you know, he did. Uh he's Cody Rhodes' best friend. He's the owner, the finder of freelance no, no, no. He's the owner of freelance wrestling. He's uh I know we had a good flow. He didn't come here and do anything. He came in and the intro and it's left. What's his problem? All right, we have this man on about thirty. <laughs> All right, we had this guy on about thirty episodes ago, and it was shocking that we've made it up to now about thirty-two because I didn't think we were gonna make it past five. Nobody thought we could do it except for this guy. Hey, no, yeah, nobody thought, and we've had quite the the marvelous amount of guests on, but none more marvelous than the man we have today. He helped kickstart the PWT cast, yep. you know, very very generously donated his uh, recorder to us, and you know, we've been able to record so many podcasts since then. He's uh, been a sponsor of the show since day one, Freelance Wrestling, and he's Cody Rhodes' best friend. Along with one of my best friends, which through the transitive property makes Cody Rhodes and I best friends. Uh, but without further ado, we got uh, the purple one, marvelous Matt Nanks. How you doing? Hey guys, how, how's everybody doing? I'm sorry, that's hey. not the greeting. Yeah. Hey, hey! hey. <laughs> oh God! I'm just gonna steal that now. Yeah, yeah like, just be yours now. Babu Nicks. Yeah, be the Babu yeah be Nicks. the Babu freak of uh, freelance wrestling. <laughs> it's been quite the time since we've talked to you last. Uh, a lot of things have happened since then. Uh, most notably, you got to wrestle on AEW. That I did. Yeah, and that was some time ago since now, but I won't stop talking about it because <laughs> I was whole, just so happy the about front it. Front couple rows of us watching you, it was like electric. Like it was like the Rock came in. We were so excited for you. <laughs> it's it's so crazy too. Like obviously, like like when we showed up that day, I was had zero knowledge of that even being a thing. Um, we were you know we were contacted to be you know extra talent for for the show which for anybody that doesn't know they a lot of times like WWE or AEW they'll like contact local wrestling talent or get a hold of you somehow and they're like hey 
can you come? Like we, we might need like, you know, somebody to be like a security guard or like this or that. Just like ex- basically literally what the title is, extra talent. And uh, it's just it's just uh, extra hands, hands around for like help and stuff. But sometimes, you know, you do something like that. Sometimes you sit around and eat catering, do nothing. And then sometimes, in my case, you get to actually wrestle on television. Um, so it was pretty wild when they asked me and I was kind of just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he was like, is that cool? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then, so I go over and talk to Cody and he's super cool. He's like, yeah, you know, thank you. Know, thank you so much for coming. Um, and yeah, I was like 0% like, like scared when I was going, I was, I was not nervous at all. Like, uh, this is just another day's work, you know? And Cody even was kind of like, <laughs> he's like, is this the, uh, is this the biggest crowd you've ever wrestled in front of? And I'm like, Dude, this is the biggest crowd I'll ever wrestle in front of. <laughs> and I was like, to be honest, though, when I take my glasses off, I can't even see past the, you know, the, the rope. So as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, it's just the two of us out there. And he laughed. And when I was out there, I walked out and like, I didn't, I didn't tell any of them. I know Stank and uh, Frank and Ryan knew because they saw me there and I told them. And, uh, and then when I came out, like, everyone's like, what the heck? Like, that, what? all right yeah like everyone started getting getting crazy and i was like just like hanging out by ringside and then cody's entrance happens and all this pyro and fire starts going off and then i was like oh shit this is uh this is real so but no it was super awesome really cool thing that happened in my life the match itself very very cool but the coolest thing about that was uh, as soon as we started wrestling, the 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 crowd, like you know, I don't know how, I don't know if it was like, you know, a tiny bit of the crowd or like the whole building. It sounded like the whole building to me though, but it, the whole crowd started chanting freelance wrestling, and like I was like, oh shit, like I could hear it. And then me and Cody like were circling, and we he like he stops and he like looks around, and then he get, looks at me and gives me a smirk, and I was just like, oh shit, this is really happening, like. And then that to me it was like the coolest thing because like you know any any wrestler can get a chance to you know be an extra and and have like a squash match on television like that it's, you know it's happened hundreds of times I've seen it hundreds of times and it's very forgettable you know it's just something that happened you know and uh but with this like it was super memorable for me but I know for a lot of the fans in Chicago too like that like I'm super passionate and, and I love freelance because, you know, it's something that I created and something that I've seen grow over the years. And for these fans though, like they live and breathe like freelance. So just like they, 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 they literally are the epitome of like the freelances home, like moniker that we've adopted. And, um, I know for a lot of those people, it meant so, so much. And just to see that and have that happen was like super cool. And like, I like, I don't even like think about it sometimes. Like, <laughs> We did the we did a podcast uh, for my show. Uh, we did like a, a year end review of all of, of all that happened with freelance and stuff. And we're talking about like just like storylines and matches and stuff. And we're get, I'm getting really into like talking about stuff that happened on our shows. And I'm like, this was super awesome. Da, 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 da. And then like we're about to wrap up. And then like one of the com- uh, commentators that was helping out was like, oh, we didn't even talk about like you wrestling Cody and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of forgot that happened. <laughs> but like. Yeah, no, that that's something that like I'll never forget and you know, it'll it'll always mean a lot to me and and to freelance. Well, one of the beautiful things too is 
So it wasn't like you were wrestling and then you told a bunch of friends and family and fans, hey, come watch me wrestle. It was a surprise, and there were so many freelance fans just in general, just in attendance, and they're yeah. like, oh, that's our boy, you know? Yeah, and it was wild, too, because like, uh, Robert Anthony was backstage with me, and he's like, he's like, dude, your phone's got to be blowing up right now. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm sure, like, getting a couple text messages and, like, some Twitter activity, but, like, I didn't think it was going to be anything crazy. Uh, like, f- within one week of that happening, I think I gained over a 1,000 new followers on Twitter, uh, just constant notifications coming through of people that were just, like, it was a lot of people that were like hell yeah that's awesome matt nix is on tv and a lot of just like the hell did i just see matt nix on tv like wrestling cody Rhodes? like it just uh, it's really funny and uh but a lot of outpouring support from people like messaging me and texting me that i hadn't heard from in years but just being like hey man like super glad that that happened for you like i you i've seen the the work you've put in you know with wrestling and with freelance specifically and to see that kind of like come to fruition that way is really fucking cool well, so and cody texted you after the after your match yeah yeah he he texted me and he's just like uh freelance pretty over in chicago huh yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> is cool it's cool that he recognized that you know some people would have been kind of maybe shitty about it and like what i'm supposed to be like the big thing but he knew how strong the reaction was. Yeah, and it didn't and it was. didn't take away from anything that he was doing. No. So I, I I definitely appreciated that, like the, just the acknowledgement that like my my hard work is being noticed in in more and ways than one. Yes, and it does matter very much. Does yeah, it was one of my favorite things because I knew I, I think it was like a year prior, maybe the year and some change before that. Like you were like you were over wrestling. You know, it was one of those like phases where you were just like fuck like i'm just you know it's just it's you're not getting back what you're putting in and at least i'm speaking for myself kind of seeing where you were coming from and you were kind of just burnt out creatively but then you you changed up your character you changed up your gimmick what you were doing and like it's just that this good people get rewarded with good things and you kind of took a step back from doing so much for yourself and kind of more just so with like helping out freelance become bigger, helping other people. And like, there you are wrestling fucking Cody, you know, and it could have been, it could have been anyone. But I think when they were like, Oh, this guy's been help. This guy's been such a big help with like bringing in talent for us. And he's, you know, like just doing all this that they were like, all right, let's give him a shot. And, you're you're good in the ring, so it's not like there was ever any like, like it would have been pretty fucked up if you went in there and just fucked everything. <laughs> up just ruined it. Completely. Yeah, just ruined it. That could happen very easily, but uh, no, I can I can handle myself pretty well. And uh, like you said, like it was um, it was pretty it was it was cool. Well, it was now, very cool. Now you have an official win loss record. Yeah, well, yeah, well, then they everything restarted for the year, so yeah. I'm zero and zero again. So maybe, uh, maybe the next You're round I can come back. Well, the craziest thing to me was hearing Jim Ross, a marvelous Met Knicks on TV. Oh, dude, that like that. How trippy is that, dude? My cousin, I like, I hadn't talked to this cousin in a couple of years. Like, no falling out. We just, you know, you know, you get older, you just kind of hard to stay connected. And we, I remember we used to watch wrestling together all the time. And uh, he texted me, and he's like, dude. Jim Ross said your name and and like that was like when it, I, it went into like my brain and was like oh that's like the voice of my childhood like saying my name that's yeah, like when you think of almost every great wrestling moment for like the last couple decades it's Jim Ross screaming it yeah know? yeah and 
and like I've met Jim before. Like I, you know, he's. I was like, oh hey, uh, how's it going? I'm Nick, and he's like, oh nice to meet you, Nick. Like that's different, you know. But like hearing him call call it like on te- on television was was pretty surreal during the Wednesday night wars. Wednesday night wars. Wednesday night wars. That's something that I, I can look back on and just like. That's like if as long, if that's the coolest thing that I ever do in wrestling. Like that's still something cool that I could, like when I have kids or when my niece gets older, I could be like, "Hey, this is something that I did." Like that that actually matters in yeah. in, in in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's for it's a while. Cool. For a while, that was my new. Uh, I get to podcast with Kevin Smith and wrestle as a penis druid story because I was just like constantly like I was like so proud that I was just like, yeah. but they got her. They were just like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, e- even amongst our crew, because, like, you know, Ryan's like, hey, keep it quiet, so it's a surprise. Then, like, everyone was just, like, looking left, like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, I, re- I remember right <laughs> the before that, confusion. Yeah. Stank was like, fuck, what, you said something, like, very something very ominous, where you were like, I think it's about to be a good match. And I was just like, yeah. Like, what? Like, yeah, probably. Well, then I think you forgot <laughs> that I said that. Yeah, he said that, and he's like, I think, he's like, I think it's gonna be, like, a really good match later on tonight, and I'm like, yeah, maybe. I, I guess and then yeah it's like lights go down and you just see a figure walking towards the ring and i'm like is, is that nick what yeah, the broke fuck everyone's brains for yeah like, like three it, seconds just and like, oh. me just me waddling down the entrance way with no music but the best is like so you're you didn't go in the ring after you came down the ramp you were kind of on the side it looked like you were doing like amateur like matt wrestling like be bopping a little bit yeah and, but you were so focused i was like oh dude this has to be the best for him we were we were so excited for you dude it was awesome like i, I it's funny because like i always thought like because i have like I've, i have issues with like anxiety and stuff like that a lot and um like i was like worried that like i was like dude i wonder if i'm like if I, I well, for one, I, I thought like if I'm ever put in that position, I wonder how like my body would react and if I would freeze up or something. And even like that day, like when I was preparing for it in my head, I was like, this is so simple, so easy. I trust Cody. Like you've done this a million. I've times. done this a million times. Like you got this, dude. And I like not. And it it barely went through my mind. And uh, and when I was out there, like I felt like the most comfortable. So like that's You're how like I know. Zone. That's how I know that like. No matter what in life, like I can do anything, but like do it performing like that, like it'll never phase yeah. me. So the last time we had spoken, I believe that the freelance wrestling school it, it already kind of been running up. You know, it was like a thing then, mm-hmm. um, but now it's just it's it's becoming a bigger thing. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, you guys will have already started training back at the new. Uh, location at the warehouse space that we have over yeah, pro wrestling yeah. tees you guys will have been here for a while now and there's been even talks you know I mean, we won't we won't get into that but of just something bigger uh that hopefully will uh make things easier for you as far as like training people and running shows and things like that and like what are some of like your ultimate goals with freelance because like Again, not just because you're in here in the room right now and because you're one of my best friends, but like freelance wrestling's become like one of the hotter shows in Chicago. Deal. Yeah, you know, there there's another company and they used to just run these super indie shows where they would just get all the hot talent and like not produce any real storylines or no any real stars of their own, you know, and that whole time you're making your own stars. You're making your own guys because you do bring you know you'll bring in some some bigger names every now and then but like for the most part it's like the people that 
you know, they're like, oh, no, no, this is our guy. We've seen him come in here when nobody knew who he was. And now everyone's fucking chanting for him. And there's like a nice, there's a nice like mesh of talent who you don't know now, but you're going to fucking know like who this person is, you know, after a few shows. So like, what are some ultimate goals that you, that you want to accomplish with freelance? Well, I mean, like you said, the, the school now, like before we were, practicing in that side warehouse there at pro wrestling tees and then just slowly but surely with the amount of you know busyness that comes through there we needed that space quickly for for more storage so we kind of had to uh break down the ring and find another place to go but now that we've acquired more warehouse space over there you know we uh ryan invited us to uh set back up and and keep running practices there in you know in the time being that we're we're currently looking for our, our own spot to have as well but the, this new spot is is beautiful. It's huge. It's got heat. It's got a bathroom. That's that's all we can really ask for. But um, but it's really cool that we um, we can you know we can have our practices there. Like with with you know Ryan with Pro Wrestling Tees kind of being like the the connecting uh, bond between that and freelance. And I think and you you as you said like the freelance is kind of becoming like this hot ticket in town, which is to me is, is pretty awesome. Like, you know, we, we know how much work we put into the shows and, and, uh, and with the talent that we have, like we, we, we build our own guys up from the ground up and, um, it's awesome to kind of see that being rewarded now. And, uh, with the school just kind of thir- flourishing and the, the students that we have are incredible. Like they're all, they're all like super like nice, respectable, respectable, uh, shout out Trevor outlaw. <laughs> shout out to Trevor. Um, yeah, and they, and they're always like down to help, like with anything. There, anytime you need any any kind of help at the shows, they're like they're right there asking me, th- you know, thank you, whatever. Um, they're awesome, and I the, and I just see this passion in them that, like, to me, like I'm like, man, I remember being that passionate about wrestling when I started wrestling, and I'm like, why can't I feel that way anymore? So like seeing them be ba- that passionate kind of motivates me to kind of like get my love back in wrestling as well. So it's kind of just like a, a full circle of everything just going in and out there. Yeah, It's kind of hard to be jaded when you see all these young guys with uh, passion and admiration in their eyes. And you're like, you know what? Maybe this job isn't so bad. No, not at all. And, and, and if, if that's what we become is just like, we, you know, we, we start training the, the, the next crop of talent that, that comes up, like that would be, you know, we have some of the best trainers in, in the Midwest right now with Isaiah Velasquez and uh, Bryce Benjamin. And I, I trust them 100% with any of the kids there. And they're uh, they're doing a great job. Yeah, like you look at some of the younger talent that you guys have coming through there who some of them have like wrestled for Evolve and some of them have like done stuff with NXT. And it's like, yeah, like these guys are pretty, you know, the guys are that talented. Like we mentioned Trevor Outlaw, you know, he's only had a few matches under his belt. But like I remember we interviewed him before and after like his first match and he was we're, pretty good. And we, we're like, yeah, we're like for that being your first match, like it was no freelance Halloween battle Royale, but like you fucking, <laughs> you went out there and you, you know, you were good. You were really good. And then you've got someone who like from day one, when I saw like her gimmick and what she was doing, um, Elena black, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. Like she gets it. And you were like, she's someone who you, you guys have just been training forever yeah for, for, for years. Like the longest and, and it's like that with a lot of your students you know a lot of your students like just before when it was like the connected space with the where we did the crates and where you see them like we would peek in when we we're doing crates to see them working and like these they were crushing it you know you see someone like davy you know davy bang. bang yeah like these dudes just working as hard as they can and you have people 
like uh, Project Monix was like, hey, these guys are really good. Like they'll get in my car and drive with me with no guarantee of doing anything. And just like them wanting to go out there and like experience that because there's it's there's so much wrestling now that it's easy to just like become a name and like at least from my perspective there's like a lot of people kind of just become a name in their little area and don't really bother to go out because if they catch enough buzz in this one area big fish in a small pond yeah yeah but they're all like you have a lot of all your students even when we go there like before shows and like we're gonna record it someone oh they're so helpful they're like, so hey, you want some tables you yeah want some chairs? you know like we'll be like hey do you know where do you know where i could get a table where, where do you need it we'll bring you right down right now where, where do you need like how many chairs and i'm they're just like, like it's almost like obnoxiously like helpful yeah. i'm just like guys and, and, chill but then we feel bad but it's like hey, you know what yeah, and they they right? want yeah they want to help like they like I don't it's not stuff that I tell them that they have to do, they just they're good people and they they mm-hmm. they use common sense so. and and they're always like super respectful as well yeah. like always just we walk in and just shaking hands yeah, shaking. hello how are you guys yeah. and it just makes makes me feel really important but I mean I think you guys are really doing a really good job with like training everyone over there and just like showing them the ropes because like I, no pun intended yeah no <laughs> pun intended because you mention all the time that like you feel that they're almost spoiled because growing up that's just not what any of you guys had yeah it's it's definitely a little bit different and i think it's the same with like parents you know you 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 want better for your kids than what you had and i think that's i know some wrestling schools are kind of be like no that's the way i had it it's got to be that way for them too they'll, they'll they'll appreciate it more and yeah that's true like we'll let them know be like hey like see how you guys have it we had it this way don't fuck up because you guys have it super nice you could have had it how we have it so like be grateful for what you have and they understand like they're not they're not stupid and well but also like with that older generation you know a lot of them didn't know how to save their money a lot of them you know hung out with the wrong crowd yeah. addicted to stuff and like i think now people have looked at that way of training and coming up and said, you know what, there's a better way to do it. And I think you're probably one of the guys that's uh, really good at doing that. I hope so, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I know it was the, the first show back in January. Uh, like, that house was fucking packed, oh, you know? Dude, and, wild. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing where it's, like, you freak, like, freelance almost reminds me of, like a like, a GCW PWG where it's, like, it's the experience of being there. You know, of like just being there and like the environment. Cause it's it's more. It's just like it's a punk rock show. Like just everything from it's presented a little bit more differently than like the other shows. Like even like the lighting of the matches and just I don't know. This comes out with like a different vibe and I that, think. Oh, sorry. That's know? I mean that's like a big part of like what we what I tried to invest most of my time and effort into is just the production, making it look and just feel like like a like a party almost. And because like you can go to any wrestling show anywhere and, and as long as there's a ring and, and you know, as long as you have a ring, honestly, a yeah. ring in a crowd, you can have a you can have a wrestling show. But like like you said, like we want the the experience to be something more than just a wrestling show. It's it's a it's just a party. Yeah. My daughter, on occasion, I'll take her to the shows and she loves watch, like she'll film part of it. And she's like, oh, and she shows all her friends on like Snapchat. She's like, look how cool this is. Because <laughs> like. She's like, it feels like being in like a like a rock concert or something, and so yeah. she's always like, "Can I please go?" And like a lot of times we're like, "It's gonna be a little late," and but uh, no, she not lo- not anymore. They have those early show. Yeah, times now you got the early, early show, start times. But like, also like, so we got a new artist at Pro Wrestling Tees. He's not that new anymore, but like, he went to his first freelance show and he's like, 
He's like, I don't know what I was expecting, but it it blew all away my <laughs> expectations. He's like, it was really, really, really good. So that's awesome. I'm glad yeah, I mean, he had a good time. Yeah, I mean, you know, he went. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was even my like first experience, like the first time where I remember I was like, well, I'd gone to this other company show and it was fine. And in my head, I was like, well, this is what all independent wrestling shows are like. Yeah. So I was always just like, oh, no, like I'm I'm busy or I'm working or something. And then I remember one night, like, I think it was Paul and I, we just got to work and we we're like, oh, shit, well, they're running over here at, like, Logan Square. Let's just go. And it was like, oh, what? Like, it reminds me, it very much reminds me of in <laughs> high school. Uh, Vivian, you'll, you'll remember this. Uh, in, like, our art class um one of our buddies he would always go he had like a a girlfriend or a friend or someone who worked at chipotle so he was like yeah i'm gonna go to chipotle and like they'll hook it up do you guys want anything you know you can just pay me back and i was like oh i hate chipotle i'd mind you i'd never had it but yeah. i was just like You've it's prejudged. not it's not real mexican food so i don't want, i don't want to have chipotle Chipotle's great chipotle is incredible when people talk about high school regrets i'm not like oh i could have dated this girl or i could have been uh prom king or something no i don't care about any of that what i fucking care about is i could have had so much chipotle for lunch i wasted my years not eating chipotle i wasted i wasted a good like year year and a half just being salty about like Nick not getting me, the other Nick, not you, <laughs> not getting me Chipotle. And that's how I felt like when I started going to freelancer, I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, I've been missing out on this. I was like, just because that other show kind of sucked. And I thought like, oh, this is all indie shows. But yeah, no, I'm well, like even when you walk into Logan Square, like if you're not initiated, you're kind of like, oh, it's, it's not a newer facility. And it's got, you know, we'll say it's got character. Oh, yeah. And you walk in and like when the lights are up, you're like, uh all right this but as soon as the lights go down and like you know you got your little light show and then the announcer hits and then you're like wow it, it magically transform when showtime hits yeah it's it's a beautiful building like yeah. when it's all dolled up and everything it I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to run shows there we, we always joke when we do podcasts down in like the the little hallways it's like we're in dark city <laughs> yeah it's just like a random dark corridor but yeah. speaking of podcasts like since we uh started doing this you started podcasting yourself again you you had the matt nick show you know a while back and that kind of just fell by the wayside but like as of recently you've started up my violet tendencies now which had a beautiful theme song by kevin aldridge as yes. well as our friend of the show theme song gotta love that kevin aldridge uh <laughs> but yeah you started that up and what's that been like now like getting back into it because you've been you've been, i feel like you've been more consistent with that than you were uh, the Matt Nick show and yeah definitely know. definitely more consistent uh, than I was before uh, still not as consistent as I would like but you know running a wrestling company wrestling myself working full time and doing a podcast it's a lot on one plate uh, but I'm doing the best I can um, but no it was it was literally like when when you tell the story how like we were talking late night the one night and you talking about how you wanted to start up the uh, the PWT cast and then once everything started with you guys getting back into full swing and and just seeing like how excited you guys are talking about like oh we're gonna do this we're doing this and like look at this equipment I got and I just started like man dude I kind of want to start doing that again like I like I wanted to like it, it was there was never a point where I didn't want to I just also felt that like I mean I don't know if this happens with you guys but I just like <laughs> I record something and I'm like. No one's gonna fucking listen to this. Like, I just feel I get defeated before I even do anything. No, I get you. Like, we, yeah. we, that'll happen with us sometimes. But it's off. Like, I when we did the the episode with like Colt Cabana, I like a, a while back, I was afraid. Like, man, 
Coco Band has done so much podcasting, like maybe no one's gonna want to hear this. Or with like random episodes, like we'll have actually no, not the Cult Commander one. We'll, we'll like uh, like with cousin Jeremy, right? You know, I'm like, I know how awesome and how funny this guy is, but like some people, they'll be like, "Who's cousin Jeremy?" I don't like this. Isn't some wrestler? He's I don't a legend. Wanna, I don't want to listen to this. Paul Bear. Well, we've even heard that from some people at the shop. They're like, no one wants to hear anything from the workers at Pro Wrestling Tees, and we're like, yeah, those people are stupid, though. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but you know. How many times have you seen fans come into the shop and it's like they're Mecca and they just want to meet everyone that's... Dude, almost everyone that comes through that threshold. Yeah, and the people that can't make it to Chicago, they're all like, oh, open one in Dallas so they can have some of that experience. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, me and Berto have talked about it. It's like, yeah, why not? These are the guys that make everything happen you know they're like they're the cogs in the machine why, why not give them a little bit of a spotlight and it, it all it's also one of those things where it's like well i don't care i know how awesome this person is you know and like it might be kind of the same with you and where you book a wrestler and you're like hey this person might not be you know but i know they're good yeah they might not be the biggest name but i know they're good and i know they're gonna get over so that's what matters and yeah that's how it is sometimes where it's like yeah, I just want to talk to this person. Like, it, yeah, man. Like, it doesn't matter. And if we don't hit two thousand downloads or something with cousin Jeremy, I'm still having fun talking to the guy. Yeah, it's not a waste of your time. Yeah. That's and that yeah. was like the hardest, not the hardest thing, but like that was something I had to get over. And, um, but yeah, like it's been, it's been really fun doing it so far. Like, I'm kind of just uh, like I know the first couple episodes we did was just like us driving in the car, and and thankfully the audio came out pretty decent. Uh, at least you can listen to it and not <laughs> be annoyed. But uh, but yeah, like I'm having a lot of fun doing that. I'm hoping to to get you guys on pretty soon too. Um, Do a little crossover. Yeah, we have like a booking fee if you can if you can cover that. Uh, well, it consists of. Can th- I just buy like a bunch of these uh, penis druid and stupid Michael shirts, and that we'll call it even? Well, we'll need ice cold Pepsi on tap. That'll be that. You know, we can we can handle that. Uh, and an ice cold gallon of water. That's yeah. all I drink. Oh, I a lot of that. a lot of people are often surprised when I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't drink, I don't drink any liquor alcohol. Like on the Jericho cruise, uh, I took one shot with everybody. Ooh, but it was like it was basically just V8 splash. It was basically V8 splash with like a hint of some sort of liqueur in it, and I was just like, okay, like that's it. Because again, like I don't drink, but the only like times i tend to take a shot with anyone it's with like all you guys for like a holiday party or something it's like a celebration yeah you know i'm like whatever i'm like i don't do this it's kind of like uh remember like in all those like er, like early 90s late 2000 sitcoms where they're like we don't have like the wives like nagging wives on tv be like we don't have sex but it's your birthday so okay like (laughs) that's kind of how i am yeah, you, you have birthday sex with all of us. Birthday sex. Yeah, but no, I mean, like I said, it's podcasting, but like it's just like even with us, we've just had fun doing this. Like that's yeah, that's what it is. And it's fun. Even, like some some of the opportunities we've been afforded by us just having fun. Like sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes we're busy. You know, especially Berto. Like during sales, he's like, oh, he's like, I can't record. I'm pulling an all nighter. Um, but we we make it work because we like doing it. We genuinely like each other's company, and you know, it's been great. But like, have you been? You've been finding that you've rekindled your your love for podcasting. Oh, definitely. And it's it's like giving me an, an opportunity to like 
similar to how you guys are like not a, not just having wrestling people on, but like people from the shop that like are somewhat connected. Uh, I've I've been looking out just to have like different people that just people that I think are interesting or funny or just who I want to sit down and record with. Um, that may like you said, I don't you don't care if it hits a couple you know a couple thousand downloads, but like as long as you're having fun while you're doing it. Like I did a, I did an episode with my dad and. Like I actually I learned, I learned episode. some, I learned, I learned things about my dad that I didn't know before. And I was like, this is awesome. I was like, we're going to have to do like a part two, three, four, five. Like this needs to be like a, a, at least a monthly segment with, with me and my dad. Cause he, that guy loves to talk. So <laughs> I love that episode with your dad so much. Like whenever, whenever I recommend the, my violet tendencies, I'm always like, go listen to the episode with his dad. It's, it's just, it's amazing. Especially, uh, like you posted like a questionnaire thing where you were like, Oh, uh, <laughs> You know, what are some things you want me to talk to my dad about? And anytime you do that with anyone, I'm like, Atlantis. I want to hear what he thinks about Atlantis. And he just starts singing that, what it's like a song called Atlantis. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what the, what the heck he's talking about, but oh. he's just like, my dad's so random. He's like me, but just like way older. More distinguished. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which that's the one thing I like about you. It's whenever you start getting into like random shit, like, It'll tend to it'll tend to happen when like we hear someone say some like weird shit on Joe Rogan's podcast, and then we both listen to him. We're like, dude, did you hear this guy talk? And then we just fall like down this rabbit hole. It's <laughs> like random fucked up like animal stuff or just like alien shit. Because you're super. I mean, you've very much incorporated like extraterrestrial. Like you're like Prince from space is what <laughs> I would call like your character. You know? Oh, the best was when, when we were in Miami. And they had all those uh, crossing things, and then oh, someone painted alien heads, and you're just like, I gotta get dude. Every getting single pictures. One of them. The one of them had a Santa hat on. I yeah. think that was so cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm like waiting for the day that, like, Trump's just like, fuck you guys. Here's all this alien shit, dude. He's crazy enough to do it. He would have done it already, though. <sighs> Either it doesn't exist, or they're or just he, hiding. They're it. They're not letting him know. About so it. what? So there's no way. Enough. Yeah, there's no way that they're gonna. We have the best Tell aliens. Him. Dave, have we, I don't think we've ever talked. Well, what are your thoughts on aliens? Um, so, okay. So I grew up from like a really strict religious background. And based on that, like I formed this belief that anytime you saw aliens, it was angels. Okay. Because like everyone thinks of like female angels or like male angels, but like angels are supposed to be genderless. Right. And whenever they describe aliens, they're genderless. And then they would, they would talk about you know like when you have like David versus Goliath, and so Goliath was a giant. Giants in the Bible were the offspring of angels that came down and had sex with like mortal women. Yeah. And the, but then you also every time you hear alien abduction stories, they're like, oh, they probe my genitals, or they're trying to you know some people say I had sex with a sexy alien, and they're making alien hybrid babies, and I'm like, that sounds like a biblical story, yeah, in a way. And then you also see like old paintings of you'll you know you'll have some saint and in the background there's like a UFO a flying saucer yeah and and shit. it's all over the place or you know a lot of people thought the concept of putting halos around people was because they were like space thing related so yeah um, as I've grown older and lost my religion a bit um, I do believe that there are aliens um, but you know it's weird like. I always talk about this with my little brother, and it's like, you ever you ever see those videos where someone gets they're colorblind and they mm-hmm. get those color 
blind glasses that make you see colors. Yeah. And then they just immediately start weeping. The, the emotions overcome them. Because they've seen life, and there were colors that they couldn't even conceive of because everything was gray. Right, or a yeah. weird shade of green. And I can't, I can't help but imagine if there were aliens, like, and if they were walking among us, maybe they're in a color spectrum or some sort of... Like, we can't see infrared or infrared lights. But, like, maybe if we could put on, like, glasses like they live, we could see them. Or oh. we just don't even notice them. I don't know. This is a weird convoluted. No, no, no. I, I mean, that's... that's a, I mean, that's a... It's very interesting to think about that. But you know, like, like, they put on those glasses and they, don't, they never knew what purple was. And to see it... How could they not? It's like a religious experience. And then they're, like, they're just so overcome with it because it was right in front of them and they never saw it. And so I wonder if there are aliens and they have made contact... Yeah, like a lot of times I'll see those like ancient texts and stuff and that's always a trip too because like you always think about like how many times you just burned down libraries because they didn't want smart people. Yeah. You know, they wanted people they were, they wanted just slaves to blindly follow like whatever the kings and queens were saying and Dude, I th- I think about that all the time. Like they they talk about these lost libraries like Alexandria it, the, the that like can you imagine what kind of shit was documented there that we'll never fucking know ever again? Yeah. And like, I think about that a lot. Yeah, like, how much of the, like, the secrets of the ancient world that we just, we don't know because, yeah, a bunch of dudes burned down the library because... Well, and then you'll always see stuff like Stonehenge, like, how do they do that? And it lines up with, like, certain you know, astro- patterns astro- or the lines. Easter Island head statues or how, or how like all those major pyramids are all like exactly this far apart yeah. from Perfectly each other cut, like- and, and you gotta imagine right now we're probably smarter than the human race has ever been you know subjectively but we, but we can't figure out how they did any of that if everything shut off right now could we figure out to put pyramids to line up to fucking constellations or and like I mean, I, maybe not us specifically, yeah. but but I think there might be some guys. And like I forget where I heard it. It might it might have been Joe Rogan. Probably, it's where I hear most things. <laughs> That's my source of news. He's a good news source. Um, but he talks about how like well, he goes think about it this way: whenever you build, you buy something from IKEA, you you know let's, you buy a desk from IKEA, you build a desk. What are you doing with the instructions? Just throwing them away. Yeah. You know you're not gonna. You're not going to fucking put the instructions, tape the instructions inside of the right. the desk in case someone ever needs to rebuild that desk. That's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, you know? And, like, <laughs> what do you do with your tools? You if, put them away. You put them away. You don't keep them there. So it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And, yeah, again, with, like, how they built these pyramids or any of that shit, they're not going to keep records of that. And, like, a lot of things, too, is, like, they might have kept records of that. They- there might be records of that. There's Somewhere. so many sunken cities and cities that were destroyed via natural disasters. Covered in sand and out in the desert and Co- shit. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, with, like, the pyramids, like, do you think they just went all in on just building a gigantic set of pyramids? Or did they build, like, little ones to practice? I definitely think aliens have something to do with those pyramids. I, I do think that, like, the idea of the pyramids is, like, they, they there was something. Because, like, there is, like, like structures under the pyramids. Mm-hmm that the pyramids are built on top of. So maybe it was like, that was something there before. Cause there's like an ancient, I was, I can't remember what I was watching, but it was something about like, there was a, they, there was a site, like a uh, very religious site to the ancient Egyptians that they built the pyramid around it to protect it. 
and that was the point for the pyramid. And then it became like his, uh, some pharaoh's tomb. Yeah. Well, there's like a lot of like structures too that we haven't discovered yet. Like it, I think it wasn't it wasn't until like as recently as either 2007 or 2011 they discovered like remains of Tobeki Temple or some shit like that. Oh. Or it was like in the it was just out in uh, out in the Amazon. Oh yeah, under some stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, they they were like, oh, like, they, yeah, they were like trying to build something. Like, here, let's get rid of this fucking giant thing of. Oh, nope. That's a city. Here, here, here's a whole city, just a mountain of fucking rock is just on top of it. It's just gonna be interesting. Like, you think of like advances in like things like Google Earth, right? Like the fact that they've mapped almost every street on the planet would be inconceivable, maybe like twenty years ago, but like. Just think, like, what kind of technology we could build where, you know, it would almost be like in Prometheus, you know, where they threw the bomb down and then it mapped the entire fucking structure. Like, if you could just sonar square miles of land and just get, like, a visible... Well, they do have that now. Yeah, but, like, not, like... I, I was I was reading up on it gigantic, recently. You know? It's basically, like, they fly over, like, big parts of land. They found this fucking pyramid in the forest in China. That was never found before by using this. So it's basically like a giant sonar equipment that just shoots straight down, and it, when it pops back up, it like just gets an image. Yeah, it's like a typograph uh, machine, and they've been using it. it's it's brand new, like within the last five years. So like they're just starting to kind of figure out how to use it, uh, and that's how they found this 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 huge so cool. undiscovered pyramid in the forest in China. Fucking shoot that shit in the Lake Loch Ness. Yeah, like Nessie. Dude, I think I think we're gonna be. I think within the next couple of years, we're, we're gonna, gonna find be, out a lot of shit. See, I'm yeah. a, I'm like I'm been excited with recently like all the stuff that's been coming out of the permafrost. That's just like oh shit, we have this full like severed wolf's head, or this full severed like uh you know just like things that they're finding that are just that's getting thought out and it's like I can't wait to some like rare strain of like the the black plague that like was frozen away comes in it's just gonna fuck everything up or like we as we talked about on one podcast when like uh they opened up that old mummy like sarcophagus and there was like red liquid in it and people were like can i drink that what if it had like mummy curse in it mummy curse (laughs) dude they were they found like uh like sealed jars of like pickles and stuff inside (laughs) inside i dude i was like i need a thousand year old pickle (laughs) old ass weird pickle yeah fuck it i don't know but if it was sealed i could talk about aliens forever because like my brother and i saw ufo once both of us saw it i'm sorry what yeah so okay wait you're telling me it took 32 episodes i'm sure i've mentioned it before i'm sure you i feel like i've I've heard you mention so we used to go to church like i said we were really religious so we'd go to church twice on sunday morning and evening and then we would go wednesday night what was there to do sermons like we went to we went to school at the church through like the it was like a private uh, baptist school we were at church almost every day right so but like one wednesday night we go and then my mom would drive and then me and my brother always sat in the back and we'd fuck around and hit each other all the time but like it's nighttime and she she would always cut through this industrial park and I'm, we're kind of we got yelled at for hitting each other and she's like shut the fuck up so we're, we're quiet and i'm looking out my window and i saw a ufo uh clear as day and I was overcome with emotion. Like, my my eyes were welling up, and I couldn't talk. And also, my mom told us to shut the fuck up. So I'm just, like, I'm hitting my brother, like, and he's, like, cut it out. Like, quit quit trying to get me to cry or something. 
And then he looked out and he saw it too. And we both just sat there like our eyes were watering. And and then both me and my brother think we saw an alien once, but we're not sure. This this may have been lost to the, the annals of time in our memory. But um, since that happened, we would go to the library and my mom would say, you got to get at least 30 books. And then one day it was just all UFO books I'm reading about, like abduction incidents um the men in black like when the men in yes. black came out everyone's like oh look at this will smith movie i was like the men in black are fucking real this is a real i was excited that like wait what men in black are real it's a very real thing so like documented it after roswell happened there was like this rash of sightings in america right and people would try and take pictures and then they would tell the newspapers and then you know that's when you would get it's a weather balloon it's swamp gas it's the reflection of venus off of water um, something but if you were making enough noise you would get visited in a black cadillac men in black you know like bureau guys with like fedoras and glasses they would come and say hey are you the one with the can i see your footage and they would just smash your camera or if you but were, there was a lot of like reports that these men in black were aliens were like yeah they they were like featureless they had they're very yeah no no very like albino men with yeah. like no eyebrows, no eyelashes. And they would wear sunglasses to maybe hide some insidious eyes that they had. And it was a very real thing. People would, people like they, there's like hundreds of like accounts. They would tell of it. you know they would tell a reporter with the no- local newspaper, "I've got a story." The reporters would say, "Hey, I'm ready," and they're like, "I don't want to talk about it." So someone was intimidating tons of people into not talking about anything alien encounters. And so when Men in Black came out, I was like, Men in Black are real. And everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. Shut up. I'm like, I'm serious. And I, I would preach this gospel of the Men in Black were real. And then you watch it and, you know, they're erasing people's memories. They're, they're doing what, like, instead in, of a, ch- in like cameras, a cheeky way. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a real phenomenon. And people were genuinely terrified. Like, they would threaten. Uh, they lives. would show up at people's work. They would be like, oh, like, is your daughter such and such? Does she go to this school? Yeah. If you want her to make it home today from school, you won't talk about this. So, yeah, I would read about this stuff. And, you know, there were incidents on farmhouses where aliens were attacking a farm and they were they were shooting people. They were shooting these aliens with shotguns. Oh, it's uh, a Stardust Ranch in uh, in Arizona. Different place, though. Um, Starts with a K. I can't think of it, but I'll we'll look it up when we, you know, when we get off of here. Yeah. they were, it was a whole family shooting shotguns out of a window through screens at these little aliens and they were making metal sounds. And they went to the sheriff after, like, their house was sieged by aliens trying to crawl in, yeah, skittering all over the place. And the sheriff was, he's the sheriff's like, there's holes coming outside. They definitely shot up their house for some reason. And then the people would just leave their house. But, uh, yeah, I could talk about lizard people, the Anunnaki, oh, tall grays, yes. Nordics. Oh, okay. Now I know. For, this is what we're when we when we podcast. This is what we're talking about yeah, the I'm, whole time. Well, you know totally what? You, you, well, you know what? I have a copy of Project Blue Book. If you want to borrow it, you know what? That's uh, that's where we're gonna leave you guys with blue balls because uh, the fun thing about this episode is that it's a two-parter. That's yep, located on. <laughs> it's a two-parter, and the second part be able to listen to over at my violet tendencies yes so we'll leave you on the cliffhanger with that this next episode of my violet tendencies all alien talk uh so we're invading if, yeah so we're invading yeah. <laughs> so if you want to hear us finish up this uh this alien talk what, what the anunnaki you said mm-hmm. yes nordics what do the nordics have to do with anything oh dude well, there, well, you're gonna, well you're gonna oh my but God. but if you hear this 
Look up Men in Black for real. Just research it. Okay, so yeah, research the Men in Black. And like we said, we'll finish up this fucking alien talk over on My Violet Tendencies. We'll include the links and everything in the description. But Nick, thank you for coming on thank again. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you guys yeah. for having me no, again. Thank you for being a sponsor. Thank you for fucking giving us the equipment to, to get all this started. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, yeah, and remember, the next time you're in the ring with Cody, just fucking hold Stretch them down. Stretch that motherfucker. Turn them over. Stretch them and hold them down for the three. All right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> if you get that win and they don't ever want you back, doesn't matter because you're, you're win-loss record. You're 1-0 one one forever. 1-1 one right. one all time. Uh, yeah. And Retire where, the 50-50 record. Where, where can people find you online so they can head over? and look for my valid tendencies uh if you want to follow me it's uh the matt nicks t-h-e-m-a-t-t-k-n-i-c-k-s and then if you want to follow the podcast it's my violet podcast on twitter and it's available on apple Podcasts, stitcher and i think google now i don't know it kind of just went up on, a, on its own i had no idea how to do that stuff so just the internet made it work so it's it's there if not just tweet at me and i'll figure it out all right, well, later on in the week, uh, this alien episode will be coming out, so... To be continued. Yeah, to be to continued. To be continued. Thank you to Matt Nix for that interview. Uh, I'm so excited for us to start Stay talking... Stay tuned for more. ...all this fucking conspiracy theory alien stuff, because trust me, it gets good. Like, if, if there's one thing... I'm also, again, I don't know how it took this long for you to tell me that you encountered an alien. Oh, it's... Uh Actually, last night I was we were watching YouTube, and my brother was over late, and we remembered this one alien video that was like it aired on TV, and we couldn't remember anything about it. And we we found it through our due diligence, and we didn't want to go to sleep last night. That's how triggered we were. Do you remember that scene in Signs where they they finally see like the yes when he walks there in like Brazil, and the one walks by. Every time I see that, I go ugh. It's horrifying. Yeah. Like I remember that movie fucked me up as a kid because yeah. it's just it's, it fucked me up. It hit all the right feelings that uh, alien. Like, listen, I'm not I'm not that scared of many things. Like, I've been held up at gunpoint. wasn't that scared. Um, gotten in plenty of fights. Not scared at all. But like moths and aliens. Oh, the worst. Moths. Moths. Like I hate moths. Really. Ooh. Like any, like a spider could crawl on me, I'm fine. If but if a moth lands on me, there's just something. No, I feel you. There, there was a lot of like when we were younger, and we'd be outside, and moth would just land on you, and just they're so they're like thick, and they're a little heavy, and they're if just you crush in one, dust. oh, oh yeah, oh, oh fuck moths, um, yeah. But listen, it's a lot of like fun, fucking. Because listen, we we get into a lot of that Men in Black shit. It's just funny enough. I watched Men in Black earlier in the week because. I don't. I, it's just. It's such a good movie. Yeah. You know, I fell down that, and it was like a rabbit hole of. Uh, did you ever watch the animated show? No. Yeah, like I vaguely remember watching the animated show, but I watched like a whole video just about it and how it was like the catalyst for uh, kids WB at the time, like being able to launch so many other TV shows. Which I'm like, oh, okay. There's. Uh, it's a lot of that that I'll watch, like older, like. So I, if any of you have been listening for a while now, uh, you'll know I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I, yes. I talk about it all the time. But I was watching this video yesterday that apparently, like, the original manga was, like, more of, like, a horror, like, comic based around not just, like, dual monsters, the, the card game that they play, yeah. but, like, just other various, like, games that they would play. And basically, you know, the bad guys get their comeuppance and stuff. 
but it was yeah supposedly it was just like this like horror like video game tricking your opponents into doing stuff and like people would get burned to death and it was pretty fucked up and i was just like what like it was it's fun just kind of learning those things because I wouldn't have. I figured it was just always this children's card game. And the, the creator of the manga was like, no. It, it took off as that. So, yeah. you know, and I, I believe that, that video game is, or that franchise has grossed something like $7 billion. So, isn't that Can you imagine being responsible for something like that? That's mind blowing. I think about it all the time. Like, whenever we're at wrestling shows, like, I look around and I'll just look at Ryan and I'm like, so much of this is because of you. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Uh, brings us to next week's guest. Uh, we've we've talked about how Ryan Barkin, owner of Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, will be on episode 100. That's been you know our, our one confirmed guest. Yep. Uh, episode 100, Ryan Barkin. Well, next week, uh, you know what? No, let's 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 get into fan of the week first. <laughs> well, it'll be a little a little teaser, yeah, a little stick around. Sorry, we're giving you guys blue balls. Uh, but let's get into fan of the week first. Uh, who Kevin Aldridge? He released uh, an EP. Really good fucking musician. There's yeah. and there's a lot of like uh, thinly veiled wrestling references, as he says. We'll, we'll share the link to that. Um, Kevin Aldridge he composes the, our theme song for Fan of the Week. And you know we mentioned them up front, Vinny, who's just like killing it right now in the Fanny yep. Pack game. He's uh he's the Ryan Bark in the Fanny <laughs> Pack uh, creators right now. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this week's Fan of the Week, featuring uh, none other than Vinny. Malave, 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 I think. Malave, Malvi, Malvi, whatever it is. Sexy Vinny, yeah, our sexy vampire Vinny. Dear Scrump and Stank, I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sound your fan of the week. Have a nice day. All right, um, this is Vinny from the Cryptic Closet, and I'm reading Fan of the Week. This is from Damien from Parts Unknown. Comment. Challenge you and two your best against me blindfolded. One hand match, no blood. I won't hurt your men, promise. No, you are a coward. No, USA, no Marine. Come to Arizona, face me. One for charity, Purple Heart, veteran, special need. Gilbert Sanchez, bruh. And he spelled it B-R-U-H. I need one last match. You up or not? Nothing but for special needs crowd. Maybe 20... What? 20 pack house. Questions me. Cover gate and you cover you. No blood. I won't hurt you. Dan, two degree black red belt, but I promise to hold back. Come to Clifton, Arizona, 85, 533. Dinner on me, tacos and such. My salsa. Come on, man, for the kids. Fit me, brother. One last show. Unless you're a pink-eyed CM Punk. Y-O-U-R. Jesus. Have a nice day. All right, well... What a what a fan of the week that was. That guy, oh. that guy wants to fight us or fight CM Punk. I'm I'm not too sure what exactly it was he was getting at. It's pretty scary, but nah. I'm not that worried about it. Not that worried. About it. I wouldn't worry. Don't worry. I wouldn't worry. Yeah. 
super bad reference. Hey, shout out to uh, Vivian also last week for for being on the on the podcast. Yes, like I, I heard a lot of people were like, "Oh, she does exist." I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah." I wasn't making that up. And I was like, "No, I was like, why would I make that up?" You know, um, yeah, very happy that we could have her on because, like I mentioned, a lot of this podcast is just. I, I did kind of feel a little bit bad that I'm like, oh, so Trevor Outlaw from the show Trevor, he mentioned it. Um, when I was editing the episode, there was at one point where I was talking about uh, there's this picture, an older picture of Vivian and myself. She's wearing a super bad t shirt, and I'm wearing a Power Rangers t shirt. And as soon as I say Power Rangers, your phone goes off. <laughs> and it's the Power Rangers, you know, and I was like, I don't think anyone will notice it. And sure enough, like Monday morning, Trevor's like, did you do that intentionally? And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, we planned it all. Yeah, planned it all. Uh, but, yeah, again, so thank you to Vivian. And uh, so we, we, we teased it a little bit up front, you know, Ryan Barkin, episode 100. Who? Uh, did you finally see that video, the Rad Blagojevich yes. video? Yes. Oh, the best. <laughs> so R- Ryan's dad, Rick, uh, huge, huge Rod Blagojevich fan. Yeah. I don't know why. But huge Rod Blagojevich fan. Rod Blagojevich, uh, for those of you who don't live in in, this, in Illinois, um, he was a former governor of Illinois. Yep. And he was up to some yeah he was up to some shady shit. I believe he was trying to sell Obama's Senate seat. Yeah, he said it's a fucking golden, I believe. And went to jail for about like what ten years, eight years, like seven years. He was supposed to go for longer, and then of course President Trump commuted his sentence. Yeah. And uh, he's free, and now that he's free, he's free to do. Uh, some side ventures and one of them is cameo yeah so if you uh watch like a, there's a video of him getting out going back to his home and doing like a little press conference there uh there's an older bald gentleman wearing an aew hoodie it's ryan's dad yeah again we mentioned huge rod, rod blagojevich, fan. blagojevich fan so uh Rod Blagojevich is doing cameos now. For those of you unaware of what cameo is, uh, you pay you know X amount and this uh, you know random celebrities. You know you have some. I don't think there's much A listers on there. No. You have, but yeah, it's a lot of like there's C. A, there's a lot of wrestlers, yeah. A lot of wrestlers, but a lot of like C D level celebrities. Yeah. Your Snookies, your yeah, situations. Your Snooky situation, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, you National know, Treasure. Yeah, they do a lot of those cameos. The cast of The Office, a lot of them do. Yep. Um, Ryan's Ryan got a uh, Rod Blagojevich to do a little video for his dad uh, because uh, Rick started bringing in two dogs into into the workplace. And <laughs> little dogs, little dogs. But, but Ryan, dogs. yeah, but Ryan's like, come on, man, like you can't fucking have your two dogs here. Uh, so Rod Blagojevich does this like little video for him where he's like, you know, he's like, this isn't a PetSmart. You can't have your dogs here. <laughs> it was just. It's like, Rick, uh, your son Ryan says you're a very big fan, and I appreciate that. And uh, I like to think that uh, I'm your friend. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, according to Ryan, having your dogs at the shop is not uh, appropriate and not wanted. (laughs) Very funny. That's a good way to shit on his dad. Like I immediately was just like, Ryan, whatever you spent on this, it's the best money you're going to spend all year. Um, So, yeah, so we figured... Hey, you know what? With all this talk of uh, the Barkin family, let's keep it in the Barkin family. Yep. Uh, next week, we'll have uh, the first lady of pro wrestling tees, none other than Julia Barkin, Ryan's wife. Yep. And uh, it was a very fun episode that we did. It's it's very... Uh, we got some insight into what happens uh, behind the scenes with that family and uh, got some juicy tidbits. Yeah. You'll learn how they met. Yeah. 
it's a very fun story which you mentioned you know you were out with ryan and he actually he brought up part of that story just randomly without provocation i was like yeah uh, your wife told us about that he's like what so which is funny too because he's for a while now he's just been like when is julia's episode coming out and i'll be like i don't know man but she says some fucked up shit about you just (laughs) Just rile him up and he'll be like what and i'll be like yeah she talked about this this and that and he's like no way she didn't talk about that i'm like yeah brother i'm like yeah brother she talked about that uh so and so next week you know we'll have the first lady of pro wrestling tease julia barkin on um and yeah you know this this week's episode has been really fun uh the fun is not going to end you know i believe it drops either wednesday or thursday you know we'll, we'll obviously notify you guys uh but part two of this episode we're gonna get into a lot of alien conspiracy theory yeah. talk because again if there's one thing that the three of us like can sit around and talk about for hours it's that yep like i i was listening to chris jericho had an episode earlier in the week or maybe like a few week or a few weeks ago i don't know i i don't keep up with it often but like i'll let it build up a little bit go and listen to them uh which i was listening to uh one about how he got the belt stolen and that seemed very shady like that very much seemed like a conspiracy where like these i wouldn't trust the tallahassee police force no way or that limo company yeah. like it very something mu- was up something was up they were trying to fuck with chris very much yeah uh but he had uh this like coronavirus conspiracy guys and boy the boy does he love having some fucking conspiracy theorists on there and i do love some conspiracies not i wouldn't call myself a conspiracy theorist but i do like listening to that stuff i mean food for thought the one the one thing i thought was crazy that i mean we won't get we won't really get into much into like oh is it real or not uh but once the doctor who discovered the coronavirus um started talking about it the government was like hey you cut that shit out yep and he mysteriously died at the age of 33 which yep. uh is a very very frequent number within uh conspiracy theorists the satanic government the number 33 comes up a lot uh, and his name was uh, Dr. Lying. Dr. Lying. Yeah. So, listen, it's just, there's a lot there's a lot to delve into there. Um, maybe we will get into it. Maybe. Well, we already recorded it, so yeah. no, we, we can't get into yeah. it. Maybe, maybe we'll get in into a future date. Maybe a future date. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's head over to IKEA now because we need to go find ourselves a table. And to be quite frank, my friend, I have things to say. Yeah, I don't got anything else either. All right, guys. Well, uh, for the PWT cast, Ivan Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.